Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 84 Creativity, Authenticity, and Entrepreneurship. The modern renaissance will rebuild what the old paradigm stripped out. Now, uh, I this comes from an article that I wrote. Well, not an article, a letter. I, I do weekly letters on my Substack. If any of you guys are um, not already subscribed to that, mattgottesman.substack.com, or you can also look up permissionless. And I did an article uh, or a letter, uh, a weekly letter uh, back in March on this topic. And I wanted to bring it forward through to the podcast and talk a little bit further about this. So, you know, you know these these three uh, categories, right? And I, and I'll start off with what the three areas are, why, and then I'm going to go back to the beginning and read the article. And I, you know, I want to, as a disclaimer, say that you know, fundamentally, there's a lot of different things that need to uh, contribute to, uh, you know. It's not just education, right? There's a lot of things. There's, you know, education. There's mental wellness. There's health and nutrition. There's, uh, you know, resources. There's obviously a lot of interconnected components that fundamentally need each other and should start from a very early age for the youth, you know, from when they're children, as well as like for ourselves at an older age, and also being that which we want to bring forward in others, right? Um, otherwise, we're just kind of uh, paying forward our own lack of clarity and whatnot. So um, there's no one solution, but I wanted to address what I thought would certainly help uh, when we look at authenticity, creativity, and entrepreneurship. Second point I want to make is I said in the wealth podcast that I did the previous one, which I'll, I'll make sure to link in the in the show notes uh, in case you missed it. Um, when I say entrepreneur. I'm, I know that previously that was defined as, uh, many years ago, it was defined as like, you know, uh, the, the few that decide to build the, the massive businesses. And then it was, um, <laughs> a, a lot of unemployed <laughs> people. And then it became a trend and everybody was an entrepreneur, um, from the old labels, the old paradigm. When I say an entrepreneur, I think about the management of your path, if you will, Right now, I do think that innovation, creativity, and building things is a very vital component of an interconnected society helping each other. Because if we are all builders in some ways, creators in some ways, co-creating with God, but creating with our soul, and you know, bringing things forward that are all interconnected and helping each other, well, think about that. What what would that do for society as whole and societies around the world? Right. So. When I think of entrepreneur, and I said in the, the Wealth Podcast, was the management of your path. And uh, so I the, the three areas, authentic, so here's what I, I feel about authenticity, creativity, and entrepreneurship. Authenticity is the trusting of who you already are instead of seeking everyone else for your identity. Authenticity is the trusting of who you already are instead of seeking everyone else for your identity. And I did a podcast on this as well. Vitally important. If we are teaching from a very young age, if A, we're already behaving this way and we're teaching from a very young, uh, to a very young age, the trusting 
of, hey, who you are, all of your quirks, what you come into this world with, uh, listening to your intuition, tapping into your intuition, understanding what intuition is, understanding your soul, all these things. And you're not relying on the external world for uh, validation or acceptance, but you're already accepting of who you are. You're going to pay that forward and make it safe space for everyone else as well. Creativity. Number two is the output of trusting your instincts, moving energy from your soul to the physical without a blueprint to start. In creativity, you are having to feel into your work. You are having to discover. You are having to try new things and put things out there and see what works and what doesn't. You're trying to uh, innovate. You're trying to bring things uh, forward and see how they can make the world a better place. At least that's the general concept and idea. But mostly, you're learning to trust yourself. Creativity is coming from within. So you're learning to have to trust your instincts and take that energy and make it into the physical, right? And the third pillar, entrepreneurship, is the virtuous cycle of growth whereby that what we create is innovative, solution-driven, reinvested, and expanded. And I'm going to talk about that, right? So whether the entrepreneur of our life or the entrepreneur of something that we create and bring to the world. And I started off this letter by saying, the education and work, as you know it, is no longer the standard we were raised on, if it was even acting in our own interest to begin with. Now, I'm, I will never not appreciate and value the tools and hard work and the dedication from good, moral, ethical, well-intentioned people who really tried to pay forward and raise us generation to generation into where we were, you know, to, to better our future, right? But I also look at education as work when I said is no longer the standard we were raised on because if that was even acting in our own interest because it was designed differently than where we're heading and it was designed very much uh, with this is exactly what you do. This is your only, these are your, your paths. This is what's considered a good path. This is what's considered a not so good path. Um, everybody follow along in this manner. And that in itself, if you think about it, if you believe we have a soul, and I, I do, uh, you know, if you believe we have a soul and we're all here to do different things, and we're all here to have different paths, well, we have to have some fundamentals that we can all share in that help us discover our path more and feel more in our clarity and direction. So I wrote here in a recent post by Dan Coe, The Future of Education, he mapped out the old and new perfectly. He had a diagram where on the left he showed a student going into the school system, which was conformity, memorization, standardized tests, convergent thinking, and cogs in the machine to turn out an employee. Now, um, you know, that's one avenue of how he was looking at it, and I, I agreed with that. And then uh, now it doesn't mean that uh, everybody came out that way. Uh, and I also believe that, you know, the, the system did kind of uh, touch upon those different areas, right? Then he's talking about the creator economy was not as linear because it celebrated, it celebrates more curiosities, community, relevant skills, real world projects, specific knowledge. And that's churning out more creators, entrepreneurs, innovators, etc., uh, independent thinkers all working together. 
And so he was talking about the future of education in that way. I like that. And I said this quote unquote school system that was previously created a byproduct of the industrial age was a means to give students quote unquote direction in life through structure, controlled curriculum and an idea of what the quote unquote right path is. I am all for structure. I think structure and discipline is amazing. Um, I was very fortunate that I had parents who knew how to bring structure to my life, but lots of flexibility for discovery and for, uh, you know, uh, figuring out what works best for me. As I got older and really in the more the last like four or five years, really bringing structure and discipline into my world actually expanded my freedom, expanded my creativity, expanded, expanded my output, expanded everything in my life because it actually made me focus more on my talents and skills, more on the things that I want to do and I want to bring to the world, uh, you know, more on the mastery of my skill sets and the things that are most important to me and following through and, 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 and you know, being a person that can follow through, right? So I said, first, there's nothing wrong with structure so long as it's teaching how to be more useful with your time, create strong disciplines and habits, and connect with your soul to understand your talents and gifts. Developing a critically thinking, sovereign human being that can not only abide by a high level of morals and ethics, but deliver value through self-trust and intuitive creation would drastically improve the overall quality of life for everyone. That would be the responsible thing to teach. However, structure becomes an issue when the people delivering it are defining it as a way to, re to enforce their definition of what's right when they themselves may not be fully living in their path. Understandable as they may have been taught the very same things, right? And so I think structure, if we use structure as a means to create this strong discipline and habits, connecting with your soul, understanding your talents and gifts, starting from a very young age, of course, we have to already ourselves be doing this. So we have to constantly be in our own you know, responsibilities of doing this, but imagine paying that forward in some form of, of education. Everything is about what are we doing for ourselves? How are we walking in that same way? Being beautifully responsible for understanding our path, figuring it out, having grace with ourselves, with the mistakes, knowing that it's okay, but, but really be genuinely interested in figuring out all the things that we come with, including the not so good things that may be health related, mental related, um, you know, physical related, you know, all kinds of things, right? Financial related. It could be any set of things. And so when I said structure becomes an issue and the people delivering it are defining it as a way to enforce their definition of what's right, I'm saying that like if we're only teaching at a very young age, hey, only do these things. This is all that should be done. This is all that should be followed. They're already learning to as as Dan was putting it, like with the memorization, okay, okay, that everybody has to do this, and then I'm going to take a test, and that'll show that I know this. Um, versus, well, are you taking a moment to say, oh, I'd like to understand this at a deeper level? Oh, what does this really mean, and where will I connect this? Right. Second, a controlled curriculum, which seems to be <laughs> getting worse. I said, uh, not always, not always. There's some incredible curriculums out there, by the way. I want to, I want to, I want to emphasize that. But I think the areas that need to be changed creates conformity memorization and convergent thinking the world does not need more of the exact same people performing the same tasks for outdated corporations who are depleting your energy the world needs more innovation creativity and resourcefulness from happy healthy and thriving human beings third the idea of the quote-unquote right path dictated by anyone other than you is already fundamentally biased and flawed absolutely 
And I'm only saying that even with, I have incredible people around me, absolutely incredible people around me um, that I've worked very hard to have and to, and to make sure, and great mentors and great spiritual mentors, all of these people, they're not here to tell me what my right path is. They're here to help me deepen my connection with myself and have great questions and tap into my feelings, understand my emotions, you know, and by the way, it wasn't always that way, but I, I, I sought that out as I learned that that was what made my world healthier. And they, they won't tell me what my right path is. They will help me deepen my relationship with myself so I can deepen the relationship with my path. No two souls are here to take the exact same paths as each other. They look similar, they can look similar, but each individual is here to experience their own unique path. And then I saw a quote from Ron Lim online, he's a writer, He's an author. You don't know what you're doing, so you look for answers in other people. But the truth is, nobody really knows what they're doing either. And instead of letting someone who has no idea tell you what to do, why not just fuck it up yourself anyways? And then I said, in short, it's better to feel into yourself than listen to people who are telling you exactly who you are when they are still figuring out who they are. So it might be best for you to just trust yourself. So everybody's just trying to figure it out. And the grace of that's beautiful. I love imperfection because it helps us define direction, right? That's imperfection is a beautiful uh, advantage of, hey, how will you do something next? What do you want to see differently, right? And I talk about this, you know, all the time. Now, obviously, what are solutions? Because it's great to say, well, this is what I thought, you know, um, seemed disconnected. Let's talk about some solutions. And I said, I believe in a more holistic approach to the education system that allows the individual to evolve internally while expressing themselves externally. How are we learning about who we are, right? And what are we bringing then out through ourselves to the rest of the world? Are we probably early in, you know, the masses all doing all this stuff? Yeah, probably, but I wanna have that conversation since we're looking at the future brought present. And I said, in short, a holistic approach would include authenticity, creativity, and entrepreneurship. And I talked to you about those three areas. So like, let me just real quickly dive into those. Authenticity is the trusting of who you already are instead of seeking everyone else for your identity. Could you imagine if we taught this from a very young age? Again, I understand that we have a lot of things going on from a very early age, depending on environments and home life and all of these things. I absolutely agree. You know, it does also start with all of us as individuals and how we are cultivating our own uh, authenticity in this world, our own, you know, uh, responsibilities, everything, because that's going to be paid forward 100%. I said authenticity is preservation of one's truth and identity, and authenticity is a two-way street. We need to be better providers of space for people to feel comfortable being themselves. This comes from our own actions, behaviors, respect, morals, and values. When we do so, people reflect that back to us with their real self. Imagine if we're behaving like this. Imagine if we're teaching this. And imagine if the youth are also feeling that as well. And then they're opening up the space for, hey, I'm not going to judge you. I'm who I am. You are who you are. And, you know, um, let's, let's interact. Let's create, right? So I said, why is authenticity important to learn from a very young age? Because setting the intention for being yourself, understanding who you are, and trusting the person you'll become is a lifelong journey everyone benefits from. When young people understand their authentic selves, they are more likely to be confident and make decisions that align with their values. This helps raise children from a very young age to reflect, go within, critically think, make decisions, and create from a more non-biased place from their soul. 
we're actually teaching in this capacity confidence, reflection, introspection, respect, conversation, communication, decision making, right? And it's all coming from their most authentic selves, from their soul. Yeah, I opt for that. Number two, creativity is the output of trusting your instincts, moving energy from your soul to the physical world or physical without a blueprint to start. Creativity is the responsibility of trusting your instincts and feeling your way through something that it so it takes shape in the physical. In other words, we intuitively know we create something from that knowing we bring it to life through our mediums of choice, art, music, fashion, tech, writing, business, you name it, health, everything. Right. And then we bridge connection through that creativity. So if I think about this. Really think about this. We intuitively know something. We can feel it. Okay, let's create something from that knowing. Let's bring it through life into the physical. And then when I say rebridge connection, we are, we're serving. We're helping people in masses. Even if it's just 500 people, 200 people, 1,000 people out of the billions of people, we're helping the masses. We're bridging connection through that creativity. We also think about all this. That, bre that breeds direction, clarity, being of service understanding who am I in relation to my gifts and who am I in relation to the world at large. I said, now, while I'm a big advocate for allowing creativity to take any shape or form, I do believe that when a person has suppressed a lot of feelings for many years or has experienced a decent amount of trauma or negative experiences, their creativity can reflect that just the same. Right? So the combination of authenticity, trusting yourself from a young age, developing your core morals, values, principles, and instincts, initiating critical thinking and having a healthy form of self-love, with creativity, bringing your gifts and talents to the world, will help young people to think outside the box and come up with innovative solutions to problems. This is also for, true for ourselves. This isn't really, again, this is not just about the youth, this is about ourselves. If we learn to trust ourselves, develop even more in our core morals, values, principles, and instincts, lead from there, critically think and have a healthy form of self-love, and we then bridge our talents and gifts, Will we not bring more innovative solutions to the world? Creative thinking is critical in today's world where new challenges arise all the time and traditional solutions may no longer work. Helping the youth stay close to their souls at a very young age pays immense returns for humanity in the long game. Of course, we can only help them do that if we are, of course, also doing that ourselves. It also leads to more innovation and long-term sustainability, often via creating new business models and ways of doing things, hence entrepreneurship. So let's talk about that. Entrepreneurship is the virtuous cycle of growth whereby what we create is innovative, solution-driven, reinvested, and expanded. And I said, from my personal experience, I'll say entrepreneurship is the fastest way to personal development as you can get, mostly because you are constantly, I said here, you're responsible for every decision you make personally and professionally. And we often don't have the luxury of making the same mistake twice. We learn. We learn by doing. This didn't work. Oh, I, I made this mistake. I could do this better. Here's I could be a better leader. Here's, here's how I refine the craft. What makes a good boss? You know, I said, not because we're perfect, far from it, but because repeating something that is not good for us or others can be costly and time-consuming. That's why we don't often try to make the same mistake twice. Entrepreneurship is not just about solving problems and building businesses around them. It's also a way of introspection, self-observation, self-love, understanding our worthiness and value, and being of service. And I even said, uh, I had a post that I did a long while back, four attributes of every entrepreneur needs in the process, humility, listening, execution, repetition, humility to ask questions, listening to receive answers, execution to serve and deliver on value and repetition to build reputation. Tell me that is not life. 
Entrepreneurship as a teacher, humility puts you into a place of knowing that which you don't know, everything, and into a place of asking more questions. Asking more questions means listening more deeply and intently. Listening more deeply and intently means you have greater clarity to make moves or execute. Execution is how you make anything and everything happen. You cannot sit on the sidelines and expect life or a business to happen. Too many people spend endless hours preparing when you need to just simply move. And you receive answers when you move. You receive answers to life and business from doing. And repetition teaches you about being consistent and building habits. When you're consistent, others can rely on you and your reliability is your reputation. So in short, I said entrepreneurship takes the authentic human being and their creativity, turns it into value for the world, and generates more personal growth and development while impacting the world in some capacity. So when I say authenticity, creativity, and entrepreneurship, at any age, we are hoping to take our authentic human self and our creativity, turn it into value for the world, and generate more personal growth and development for ourselves while impacting the world in some capacity, which is also coming from the work we do on ourselves. I had a few other quotes that I said in here. We don't need more people telling us what to do. We need way less. If, any, if anyone is going to offer their time, may it simply be create the space for others to return to who they already are. We have to help all of ourselves, if anything, get back to ourselves so we can operate from our highest and best selves. And then I also said we don't need more cogs in the quote-unquote machine. We need more creators rebuilding what the old paradigm stripped out. And then finally, I said in creativity, we have more opportunities. We really do. So I'm, I'm going to leave it on that. You know, again, I said creativity, authenticity, and entrepreneurship. The modern renaissance will rebuild what the old paradigm stripped out. I'm not saying that it was intentional. I'm not saying that it was completely stripped out. I think that there's a lot of really great um, things that came from uh, previous generations. We have to always honor and respect um, the the beautiful teachings that are always paid forward for even thousands of years. We also have to be constantly bettering ourselves too. And with the age that we're living in where there's a lot more access to resources and tools and more inputs than ever before, we have to be very cognizant of how are we using those inputs and how are we bringing them to others, how are we bettering ourselves and how are we bettering uh, others, especially starting from a very, very young age, keeping them close to their soul and um, their whole authentic selves. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. I always appreciate you. Please leave a written review on Apple. It really means a lot to me. And uh, thank you for always just tuning in every single episode. You guys are phenomenal. I really appreciate you. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in. And you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.